Two words to describe Laura Pedersen are hopeful and survivor. Laura is not only a cancer survivor, she is a survivor through so many difficult times in her life. She thrives in her life. Through monumental trial after trial in her life, Laura is also so hopeful. She's an inspiration to anyone because she's so filled with hope in her life. You're gonna love our conversation. Here we go. I'm so glad you're here. You're so inspiring. You're so filled with hope. And I'm just going to jump right in because I we have so many things to talk about today. You know, I really just want to ask you this first question. I think okay. this will be a great way to get started. Who is the most inspiring person in your life? And then just kind of expand on why that okay. would be. Answering that question today, I would say my youngest sister, Sarah. Um, which is sometimes odd, you know, I'm the oldest girl in our family and I should be the one teaching and um, mentoring and all of that, but uh, it was actually my youngest sister, Sarah. And there were six of us, so she was quite a bit younger than I was. Um, Sarah passed away at the age of 33 years old. And her life was nothing but inspiring, all that she went through. Yeah, she had a disease called ankylosing spondylitis say that a few times. I know. Fast. <laughs> I'll let you say it a few times fast. <laughs> but it's basically a disease where your bones begin to fuse together and it's an mm -hmm. extremely painful disease and she it's an also an autoimmune disease so she also became allergic to things um, throughout her life and at the end of her life she even became allergic to the air outside. And how she inspired me, as well as I think um, I could say for others, lots of others throughout the globe, is that she was able to choose joy yeah. in spite of all of the pain and suffering that she went through. And the interesting part of it in the end is she would not have called it suffering. Wow. Yeah. That's why, what why was that? amazing. She, of course, when she, this all first started and she was in college, so she was extremely young, went through what we all go through when we have hardships in our life. Mm -hmm. The why, why me, yeah. the anger, yeah. I'm just starting my life. You know, she had big dreams and goals for her life. And throughout that journey, and she had to figure out who she was in spite mm -hmm. of her disease. And that journey brought her in the presence and the relationship with God in a way that she never dreamt yeah. would be there. And when all of that happened, she started a blog and started talking about the journey of how she mm -hmm. actually was able to choose joy in spite of um, being homebound. Yeah. And not only did she have to deal with that, she had to deal with the fact that a lot of the gifts and talents that she loved to do became null and void as well because right. she couldn't go outside and she yeah. couldn't do the things that she just loved to do. But uh, she did find joy and she really showed us and taught us how you can choose joy even when life hurts. Yeah. And really she could have laid down mm -hmm. and just, okay, yeah. this is the death sentence. Yep. And gave up and 
really not have shared the things that God had given her yep. um, as the things to share. And so she has inspired you. Mm-hmm. I know grief has been a huge part of your story through that. I mean, you love her. I mean, I yes. can just hear the love in your heart mm-hmm. toward her. So grief is such a wide array of emotions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. tell me about what were some of the ways that you were able to overcome um, the loss of her life? Yeah, you know, like you said, I think grief, you can have grief from, like she had grief from the loss of her abilities. Right. You know, so grief can be the loss of a person, but it also can be just the loss of different yes. things that you go through in like life. any kind of loss. I think that's a really great point because mm-hmm. when I hear grief, I think a loss of a loved one. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of loss outside, a lot of grief feelings mm-hmm. outside of, I mean, even grief of loss of a marriage, right. grief of loss of a friendship, mm-hmm. grief, of lo- grief of loss of abilities to do the things. Yeah, I think right. that's a great point. Yeah, so I think that every stage and every change that happens in life, yeah. there may be a small amount of grief and other things, there's a very large part right. of grief. And I think in my life, the grief in some ways started when this all began with her illness. Yeah. Because there were times when, well, for a long time in the end of her life, she couldn't even come to holidays and stuff with us because she couldn't leave the four walls of her home. So it was grieving those different changes and the changes then that um, not only she dealt with, but our family units dealt with because of it as well. But yes, then the loss of a person, we really began that process in 2010. Um, We lost my dad suddenly. He was skiing, so he was active. He was water skiing and just loved to be active. And he was stung by a bee and he went into anaphylactic shock and just died. And so the shock of that, I think really. How far apart were So it was just a year. Wow. Yep, yep and he was young. And so I would just dig my feet in, you know, if when we had to go pick out the casket, when we had to plan the funeral, it was I no, 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 you know, and it was through that process. And then working through Sarah, because she couldn't leave her home even to come to my dad's funeral. Mm -hmm. And I think the stress of dad's death then took a toll on Sarah with the disease that she um, encountered. And I remember going to her home, she called me on the phone and she said, Laura, I don't want you to worry, but I think I need you to come be with me. And I'm like, okay. She never does this. She's a young person. She wanted to be as independent as she possibly could. And so I just kind of knew that something was different um, with that phone call. And so when I got there, I just remember walking in and trying to hug her, because even hugging her hurt her. You know, her body was in so much pain and just asked her, is this time different? And she said, yeah, I think so. And she Mm -hmm. just, you know, began having those feelings of being lifted and for a while before she'd wake up, um, not being in pain. And so just some some physical feelings that um, she just felt like maybe the end time was near. Yeah. What do you think was the one thing that really got you through those major losses in your life? Yeah. You know, Jesus was always a part of our life growing Mm -hmm. up. I was blessed with that. Um, And yet I think when you're faced, you come face to face with the fact that, wow, 
I do have a loved one that really is coming to the end of their life. Mm -hmm. That whole faith in and belief and in the resurrection and the fact that there we have an ultimate home that's mm -hmm. not here on this earth. It's perspective. Mm -hmm. I had to turn my perspective around from a fear of death to a um, almost like a birthday <laughs> for um, my loved ones that were going home. And although it doesn't mean the sadness doesn't go away, there's kind of this lifting and joy in your heart um, knowing that they are going to be at peace forever and not have to deal with all of the hurt and the um, pain that we go through here. When life gets hard, it helps to know you're not alone. If you or someone you care about is battling anxiety or depression or loneliness, our comprehensive collection of classes and resources cover more than 100 topics like these. All of our classes are based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. Sign up to watch the Women of Faith collection of classes at Liftable TV and start moving toward the freedom you crave. We envision a world transformed by women living victoriously with Him. We prepare our kids to be able to speak up what they, for what they believe in. God wants to provide for us all the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. He wants you to have a group of friends. He wants you to feel like you belong. He wants you to be in community because we're made for relationship. Watch over 80 diverse Christian programs, including the Women of Faith show and classes on Liftable. You were working a regular career, yep. and now you're in full-time ministry. Tell yep. me that transition, Whoa, how did that, that was? <laughs> how did that happen? So again, you know, that's why uh, I would say Sarah is the most influential right now right. in my life is because um, first of all, when I was with her during those final days, she was so excited. And it was just so amazing to me to have someone who was so close to leaving earth and going home, to be so excited about meeting her Lord and Savior, yeah. you know? And I don't know that you can say that about too many people, uh -huh. but that's all she kept saying to me is, isn't this exciting? And just seeing that relationship wow. that she had to just enable her to light up and be so excited. And one of her, her first life goal that she made was to not be ashamed to stand before God. Wow. And so, you know, to have that as a life goal and then live that life to the point where you can be excited to go home, I think is just so inspiring. That so first so, of all, that would be. <laughs> yeah, that is so inspiring. And yes. um, you really talk a lot about hope. I mean, I hear that mm -hmm. thread through through everything that you're talking about, mm -hmm. that there's hope. Right. Right. You can ha you can grieve. You you've had those losses. And yet hope is still like this forefront piece of, you can choose hope. Right, and, absolutely. And choose is a huge, tell me, tell me about choose and then tell me about hope. Okay. Because I want you to yes. share with everybody what it is that you're doing with choose. Yes, so right before um, Sarah passed away, one of the last things she said to me was that she wanted people to continue learning and trusting and believing and having faith in God, just mm -hmm. as she had tried to be his disciple. But she said, it's not about me, it's all about him. And I think what she was trying to say is that the joy that she could find was because 
God himself was at the depth of her heart and mm -hmm. her soul. And so even though there's trials in life, um, when you really believe in him and have him and trust in him, you will, the joy will not go away. Right. And so um, that was kind of when my mission started and God just kind of put on my, he didn't kind of, he did put on my heart that um, just because Sarah's not here physically doesn't mean his message through Sarah um, can't continue. And so that hope really, that hope is an anchor for my soul yeah. really started um, at that point when I really thought, okay, God, so what do I do with this? Mm -hmm. And started down the path of getting her words, well, God's words through her published into a book called Choose Joy, Finding Hope and Purpose When Life Hurts. And I did that for a year. We got it published. Everything was going really well. And I had my annual mammogram <laughs> and was diagnosed with breast cancer. Wow. And so that started kind of turning from Sarah's journey to my own personal journey of, okay, the why me's and I just started doing yeah. this and I'm doing it for you and, and now you're so much stopping me. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You know, what's going on and um, just journeying through that. And when you go through breast cancer, that's really kind of the first and foremost thing people give you is hope. Hope is an anchor for the soul. And as I was journeying through, I really realized that that is true, that hope anchors you mm -hmm. and it really um, brings you to a place of not giving up. But I also learned that it can't just stop with hope. Yeah. That in order for you to continue on, you have to believe, you have to yeah. go from hope to belief and believing that the path you're on and all that you have to go through is a journey to something even greater. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. So you are now speaking. Tell us about your ministry. What's the website if somebody wants to follow you? Yes. Where can they find you? Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so I started speaking and doing um, work. Um, specifically for the Choose Joy ministry and now have teamed up with Jill Miller and we are focused on um, a Choose conference. And really the reason we call it Choose is, and one of the things Sarah always said is the most important word really isn't joy, it's Choose. Mm. And so that's really where our focus is, yeah. is that we all have choices to make in our life. Yeah. And what we choose is really where our and results are going to be and how our life's going to turn out. And so we started uh, Choose Conferences. And so um, chooseministry.com is our website for all that we uh, offer through that ministry. Yeah. And um, you have a funny story about sidewalk chalk. Maybe you were speaking <laughs> somewhere and you're talking about sidewalk chalk. Yes. Tell me about this. <laughs> So one of the things, you know, is you want to try to um, not just be so serious all the time. And yet that's really kind of my personality yep. is to be serious. And so a lot of times when I'm funny, it's by accident. Like I don't even <laughs> realize what I said or what I did until I, you know, rewind it in my brain a little bit. So we were doing a Choose conference out in California and we were talking about a Choose Love initiative that we um, began this past year because of just all the unrest that's happening in the world, just trying to help people understand that, you know, God's greatest commandment for us is to love. You know, right. He is the author of love. And so, you know, we were getting all excited and really 
pepped up about talking about this. And so we were talking about how we did it in our community. And so I started talking about how, yes, even businesses went out and, um, you know, we're, we're making love all over the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to put shoes in it. <laughs> Drawing, choose love, and I didn't get it. You know, I'm saying it a couple of times, and, love I, on the and I looked out, and everyone was looking at me, and I rewound it in my head, and just, you know, of course, got red, and yeah. just then all I could say was, I made it funny without even knowing it. <laughs> so that's usually so my did comedy. They start, yes, they did, did they start laughing? Okay, yes, good. yes, yes, they started laughing as well, and yes, so that's kind of me is just, you know. <laughs> saying things <laughs> and not realizing what I've said and yeah yeah that's good that's the comedy that's good yeah what's something that you have just really been learning about or maybe it's been like this inspiring revolutionary type of mm -hmm. thing for you lately what has that been yes you know this is like you said I was in the normal business world before I yeah. um, went into ministry so it was you know, just brand new. And at yeah. first it's just feeling like, I, this isn't me, you know, I'm not equipped to do this. I can't, you know, the can't. And then God says, yes, you can. He equips the called, right? And so for me, I just started praying. And what just came to my mind was that I wanted God to give me an open mind, a humble heart and faithful feet. Mm -hmm. Those were just the three things that I truly every day just asked yeah. God for was just to open my mind so I could say yes and yeah. humble my heart because this wasn't about me. You know, I didn't want to get to a point where, um, you know, I became succumbed by that yeah. type of pressure and I wanted my feet to be faithful. I think that we're all here on this earth um, because he has a plan for us. And yeah. so I just wanted to be faithful to what that is. And yeah. so that's kind of become my mantra and uh, just um, having to really believe in uh, myself and that God will equip me when I need to be equipped. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the truth bomb from there's Laura the Patterson. There's the truth bomb, yes. Wow. Yes, yep. So that's really just the journey that yeah. he, I've been on. And really, I think trying to um, not control the destination is probably the hardest part, but just being flexible enough to maneuver where he's leading. You know, when you talk about being faith, uh, how did you say it with your feet? Faithful feet. Faithful feet. Um, typically it's not sitting. No, nope. it's not even standing. <laughs> nope. It's actually it's walking mm -hmm. in faith. And I think that's one of the things that has always just been so, um, I'm very much action oriented type of person. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, what do we do next? Yep. What do we do next? And then he says like this, be still stuff. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, so now it's just be still, but I, I want to yep. do the work for you. Mm -hmm. And there's like this balance between both. How do you, how does that work for you of being still, but then still taking action as well? I think that that is probably one of my biggest lessons throughout these last few years is that control is really an illusion. Wow. Um, when I try to control things and just go, 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 go and make action out of it because then it becomes what I think it should be right? instead of it coming from where God thinks it should be. Yeah. And I have really found that when I can really let go of those outcomes and when I can really let go of um, what I want yeah. and be still, and that was probably the biggest lesson also during that year of breast cancer. 
because that was probably the verse that I used the most when I was laying in bed, just wondering if I could make it, is to be still and know that I am God. And that's yeah. all that kept going through my head because in that moment, that's what he needed from me right. was to be still. Right. And then once you learn, there is a call to action. You have to have faithful feet and move. It's just knowing when to be still and then knowing that it's his call to move forward. That's the faithful feet part of it instead of the, I'm gonna move forward <laughs> because this is what I wanna do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like I have tried to open doors that God did not open mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And then they end up getting slammed in my face yeah. because I wanted to walk through that door. Mm -hmm. I had a plan. I wanted to walk that direction. And then God was like, no, this is not for you. This is not what I had for mm -hmm. you. And he'll, he would slam the door in mm -hmm. my face. And it would not only hurt me sometimes, but it would hurt the people that I loved sure. around me too, mm -hmm. because I'm such a activator. I mean, it's one of my top talents, right? but there's always a good part to your talent and mm -hmm. the, the not so good part to your talent. And so I would attempt to activate over and over and over mm -hmm. and then slam the door shut. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that was not the path that I was supposed to be on. So that being still, um, mm -hmm. I feel like in the morning, mostly yeah. is that be still and just really hear from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And um, I hear from him all throughout the day. I always think it's interesting. Some people think that maybe you're only going to hear from God during a prayer, but I feel like, oh, yeah. gosh, I hear from him all the time. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have really um, tried to be intentional in whenever something comes through my mind, yeah. especially if it, I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah. Um, I know that it's God and I need to follow up on yeah. it. You know, if a person person's name or anything comes into my mind that's somewhat out of the blue, mm -hmm. that's to me is the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times people think, well, I don't know why I had that random thought. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe God gave you that yes. random yes, thought. Absolutely. It's not so random, you mm -hmm. know? So that's good. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you can have that stillness, you hear it more often. And yeah. when you talked about the doors closing, sometimes it's even just for that moment. Yeah. It's not even permanently. Not yet. You know? Yeah. It's not yet. Doesn't mean not, not never, at all. right? <laughs> just means maybe, maybe just not, not yet. yet. Mm -hmm. As Laura and I are talking about perspective, I thought of the same. It is the can't see the forest for the trees scenario. So this means we can be overwhelmed by detail to the point where it obscures the overall situation. Perspective is such a great thing to focus on as we navigate through trials. And it's so helpful to surround ourselves with those who can keep us in a positive state and have a godly perspective. When we keep in mind the grand perspective, the forest, we can ask questions that continue to pertain to the topic at hand. We need to talk about the tree, <laughs> but not lose sight of the forest. We can get so far into the forest amongst the trees that we need help navigating back out so that we can see the entire forest and have a great perspective. So my encouragement to you is to choose, what a great word for this episode, but yes, choose to be around the people who will walk with you down the path with a godly perspective. Do you want to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus? Join me for inspiring conversations 
that will equip you to walk more fully in God's purpose for your life. On my show, you'll meet a wide range of guests who are impacting the kingdom in meaningful ways every day. Check out the latest episodes only on Liftable. Okay, I have one last question for you. Oh goodness, what would it be? What would be the advice that you would give yourself from maybe 10 years ago, just your younger self, it doesn't have to be 10 Mm -hmm. years ago, but just your younger self, when you look back, maybe just kind of like that lesson learned. Mm -hmm. I would first say, and like I said to you before, I'm not the most humorous person in the world. I take, I'm pretty serious. And so not to take things so seriously, I can get so stressed and anxious about things that it really don't even matter tomorrow, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Not even in five years, but even tomorrow. Yeah, it doesn't matter tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> um, so that would be probably one yeah. just general thing. Yeah. But I think the other thing throughout the, lear- the years that I have learned is to really believe in myself yeah. and not to, you know, I'm a girl that grew up in Northwest Iowa on a hog farm and (laughs) I never in five million years thought that I would be in ministry today doing conferences, speaking and um, doing what I'm doing. And, you know, anything's possible with God. Yep. You know, as long as it's his call and his will, it will happen. Yeah. And back to the growing up on a pig farm. <laughs> You've told me before, you're like, I'd rather clean out pig pens than dust the house. <laughs> oh, I was just, yes, I would just, I had three brothers too. And so I would have to go to dad early in the morning and be like, please tell mom I'm going to come with you. <laughs> I have no idea why, probably just because I loved being with my dad. But yeah. yes, I would rather go down and just get in the smell of it than dust my house. Now that's not a typical <laughs> girl, I don't think, but that was me. Well, I grew up on pig farm, as you know, already mm-hmm. we've talked about yes. this before, yeah. but you know, I, I went and helped my dad too. And man, he would expect this little, I mean, I was like just this wimpy, <laughs> wimpy, skinny girl. Uh-huh. And he wanted me to pick up these big metal crates. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I was so <laughs> incapable. He wanted me to pick up pigs and I... I drew the line drew there. The line there. Nope, I yeah. am not touching that thing. <laughs> Do I look like a tomboy? No. no. <laughs> but that's usually what people say to me. I mean, I like my clothes and I like to dress nice and everything. Some yeah. people are like, you did? And but, I think that's yeah. what's so surprising about mm-hmm. you is because you actually yeah. enjoyed that. Right. You know, the one thing I did enjoy was going, taking the pigs to the, to the, mm-hmm. um, uh, sale barn or sale whatever. Barn. Yeah. yeah. That was one thing that, that was a, me and dad, dad yeah. you know, my dad and yeah. I get it. Yeah. And then he might buy me a bag of candy on the way home. <laughs> yeah, he sometimes might. it's just the one on one time, right? Yeah. Yeah. The circus peanuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Do you like the those? orange ones? I yeah. do not. Sorry. You can have them all. <laughs> Actually, I like them best when you let them sit out and let them get a little, a little bit hard. stale. Mm-hmm. And then they're really Then good. they're kind of like the Lucky Charms marshmallows. Oh my, yes, they That's are. It. Huge ones. <laughs> Who needs Lucky Charms <laughs> box anymore? <laughs> We digress. We're crazy. <laughs> Thank you for being on this show. I'm cheering you wildly. I Thank know you God so has much, so much Thank on you. your, the purpose of your life. Thank You're doing you. such a great job. Thank Love you. It's a pleasure being here. Love you too. This show was brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, CHM, and ICCI. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com.